welcome to episode number 23 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Today's episode is entitled, Life's Challenges for Veterans, Part 2. In this episode, I'd like to discuss the challenges facing our veterans and also discuss the opportunities they have to meet these challenges, not only through their faith in the Lord, but to try and make available the opportunities that are out there to seek help. The Veterans Administration and the Veterans Affairs Office in Washington, D.C. is becoming very aggressive and very active and reaching out and helping veterans who have various challenges. Now, obviously, we have a long way to go when it comes to our Veterans Administration because I believe they're not being proactive in testing our veterans for potential illnesses due to their service in the military. Allow me to give you an example. In my own case, I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma bone marrow cancer 50 years after I came home from Vietnam. During that entire 50-year period, there was never any effort made by the military, by the Veterans Administration, to check on those individuals who were exposed to Agent Orange. Since I was in an area that constantly being sprayed with that herbicide to kill the vegetation around us, the exposure was quite intense. So, The VA knew that. The military knew that. And in 1969, a year after I left Vietnam, they decided to stop spraying Agent Orange and using it to kill vegetation. Now, from 1969 until 2016, when I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma, also known as bone marrow cancer, the Veterans Administration never made an attempt to contact me and the hundreds of thousands of other individuals serving in Vietnam for a simple blood test. Had that blood test been taken on an annual basis, they would have discovered that disease starting in my body and have been able to treat it sooner. And as we know in all cancers, the sooner you find something, the greater you have chance of survival and recovery. So I would encourage all veterans who are exposed to Agent Orange, regardless of wherever they served, to go get annual blood tests at your doctor or at a veteran's center, where I'm sure the Veterans Administration will be happy to pay for the cost of you having that done at a veteran's facility or hospital in the United States. Now, I realize there's some out there that are thinking, oh, that's just way too much. There's no reason to do that. There's no sense in that. Well, let me just tell you, had I waited just simply another three or four months without having a blood test done, I would not be here today. The doctors at the hospital that I was treated at, when it was discovered that I had this disease, that it had been developing in my body for up to three years, it was quite serious, and there was probably only a few months for me to to remain alive. So, Please, I encourage you, wives, get your husband to go. Husbands, get your wife to go if she served in the military and was exposed to Agent Orange. Those of you who know of people who were exposed to it, do yourself a favor. Do them a huge favor and encourage them to be tested at least once a year or every other year. And I believe you'll be blessed by it. And I know the Lord will will bless you as you make that effort. You know, the same thing applies to those who are suffering with PTSD. They say that clinics tell me that when a person comes in with PTSD, many times they've had it for years and years and years. 
In my own particular case, I had it for four or five years when I came back from Vietnam and I never did a thing about it. I just let it go and it kind of went away. But, but fortunately for me, I gave my heart to the Lord five years after coming home from Vietnam and I received something the Bible talks about as the peace of God that passes all understanding and it would guard my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I believe my salvation, my relationship with Jesus was the biggest thing, the greatest thing that's ever happened to me and was a huge impact in stopping the PTSD from continuing in my life because I understood where I could find peace, where my source of help was, and how I could rise above the effects of PTSD. Let's define what PTSD is. It's obviously post-traumatic stress disorder it's a mental condition that can come upon people after they've been faced with a very difficult situation. Maybe it might be a life-threatening situation. It may be the, a car wreck or it could be involved in a, a natural disaster, a hurricane or a tornado or something like that sweeps through your town. So it, it's really not surprising at all to most of us that those who served in the military where they were around things like explosions and, 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 and sometimes attacked by various terrorist groups or whatever it might be, that they have encountered PTSD. Our police officers are exposed to it from time to time and they can they can wind up with PTSD and suffer for many many years in their life so there is a lot of help out there available for us so let's step up and take some help I know every time I call the Veterans Administration for an appointment or just to get some information about a claim that I have with them they always on the phone ask start asking me questions about am I having thoughts of suicide am I having challenges that that need help call their emergency line these are things that have only happened in my particular situation for the last several years. So it's out there. The help is available. Let's reach out and grab that help and pursue those things. And while you're doing that, pursue God for help. He is the master of giving peace. Our God is the one who can help you through all the trials of life. So don't take on PTSD alone. You can, you can deal with it with a proper relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and also for good medical help. I believe in, in prayer, I believe in medical help, and I believe that God is able to do things in our lives that we don't imagine are even possible. So the help is there, go out and seek it. I mentioned in a previous episode on this series for veterans that in America today, there are approximately 22 individuals, men and women, who commit suicide who served in the military. Now that is that ratio, that percentage is extremely high, higher than the average American citizen in the United States. It says that the army, the one that I served in, suffers approximately 52% of all suicides in the military. Now, part that's partly due to the size of the army forces compared to the, the Navy, the Air Force, Marines, and Coast Guard. If you or anyone that you know has ever had thoughts of suicide, please seek professional help. We're told that suicide is the highest priority in the Veterans Administration, and they are spending increasing amounts of money, which, by the way, are our taxes, but I believe those are dollars that are well spent. But in addition to just spending money, we need to get our communities involved. Where's the public public's anger, and where's the action that the public needs to take in order to get our Veterans Administration and our politicians to stand up and help veterans who are facing the challenges of PTSD and possible suicide. On November 2nd of 2019, I went to a town meeting that was in Phoenix, Arizona. It was set up by the United 
States Department of Veteran Affairs. Now, those on the panel were representatives from, from sources that I thought was quite well balanced. The police department had representative there. The Veterans Services Agency had someone. State Suicide Prevention Agency, the Indian Tribal Youth Agency had a representative there, and they were all concerned about veteran and individual suicides in America. Now, this was a great town hall meeting, and it was attended by a large audience, so we need to encourage those types of meetings in our country and and come together to seek out a way to help those who are suffering from PTSD that could lead them to possibly committing suicide. When we discuss suicide or talk about the issue in America, it's not just veterans. It's obviously our youth are experiencing incredible increases in suicide. Many things can cause a person to commit suicide. Some of the reasons for suicide uh, come from things like depression or a feeling of helplessness and fear, financial failure or the loss of a loved one, a divorce or a diagnosis of an incurable disease may bring forth these thoughts. And for the military, the individual transitioning back from the military to civilian life, there can be a tremendous amount of stress adjustment there. Those who experience active combat have a higher rate of PTSD and also of suicide. However, many of those who served in a combat area and did not experience active combat may still be diagnosed with emotional issues like PTSD. It's not reserved for just the combat soldier it's something that can hit individuals all over our country, and it is. And I think our churches need to rise up. I think veterans groups need to rise up. And some of them are, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's a hopeless case. There are groups and organizations all over the country that are rising up and helping. But the bigger problem I see is the people that are struggling are not seeking help. It's one thing to know about the problem. It's another thing for you to, if you're struggling with it, to actually seek help. So I would encourage you to take that action today to seek help if you're having some of these challenges. Let me give you a little story about my encounter, how I feel PTSD came into my life. Please forgive the personal references, but I can really only talk about my own life when it comes to these types of personal issues. Before I was sent to Vietnam, my, my training was in the area of administration. Yeah, I was a, I guess they called them Remington Warriors or something like that. But because of that training, I didn't expect to see any combat duty of all or be anywhere near combat. It was during my advanced individual training at Fort Ord, California, that I received my orders to go to Vietnam. My, my commanding officer advised me that I would be receiving two weeks of jungle preparation and training prior, prior to going to Vietnam. Now, my thought was, wait a minute here, something's wrong. As a clerical specialist, what in the world could I do in Vietnam? Why would I need to go to Vietnam? That's when I was told that my assignment would be as a company clerk in an infantry division in South Vietnam. Now, immediately I thought back to the induction center where I was advised that due to my volunteering for the draft, the army would give me a good assignment. I guess as I look back, I should have not been so naive. You may be wondering how I experienced PTSD since my primary job was a personnel specialist. Well, in my book entitled Vietnam Before, During, and After, A Young Man's Journey, I, I explained the instances where I had encountered enemy sniper fire 
and mortar rounds, explosions coming in when I was placed on perimeter guard duty. And, and even at night when we would go on road trips, yeah, you're right, we would get on a road and drive down to a headquarters just to deliver files. And during that time, we might catch a little sniper fire. So I wasn't too excited about the fact that I was a clerk, especially that I was in Vietnam. I was also unfortunate to have gone through the Tet Offensive during my time in Vietnam. And all of those things add up. And the stress of being away from my wife and we were expecting a child and not knowing if I could be with her when our, our son was expected to be born. That's a lot of stuff. And it's not just me. There, are, there have been millions of men and women now who have experienced PTSD and serving in the military. And they didn't all have to be heavy combat troops in order to have that type of an encounter or a difficult time that would place PTSD in their life. I think this is a good time to offer some biblical spiritual guidance for anyone who's ever experienced emotional upheaval or or depression or loneliness, those types of things, and and fear or uncertainty of the future. Some may lead, some of those things may cause a person to lead into depression or emotional challenges that can be quite severe. So anyone who's depressed can receive help from hearing the promises of God found in the Word of God. So let me read a couple to you. In 2 Timothy 17, I'm reading in the New King James Version, it says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Looking back at that scripture, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Well, where would a spirit of fear come from? If it doesn't come from God, then it has to come from another source. And we all know that that source is the evil intentions of the devil himself. He's the one who brings fear. The Bible tells us the devil came to kill and to destroy people. And he brings fear into our life. But our God, our amazing God, gives us power, gives us strength. He gives us the ability to overcome. And in that scripture it says, but of power, what God gives us, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Our minds are created by God. He wants to keep our minds sound. Yes, trials will happen, and yes, we can have difficulties. And for the military, we can battle PTSD. But none of those things change the fact that this scripture is powerful. And this scripture will help you if you believe it for yourself. You might want to insert your name in there. I like to do that. So let me read that over again. For God has not given me, I'm I'm David, given me a spirit of fear, but he's given me power and he's given me love and he's given me a sound mind. Sometimes when we read the scripture, we just need to insert our name in there somewhere. Either say me or or whatever your name is and, and allow that to enter into your life because that word was written for you. It was written for me also, but it's written for anyone who reads it, believes it and accepts it and receives it. So today, right now, I pray that you would receive that power, that love and that sound mind. Here's another passage of scripture I think it's found helpful to people who are struggling with depression and various issues where they're struggling with mental issues of all types. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. I'm reading out the New Living Translation. Listen to this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts and minds as we live in Christ Jesus. That is just too powerful a scripture to just move on at this point. 
As a matter of fact, if we could just do the first four words of that verse, if we could just get that down, that each and every day we're going to decide not to worry. It says, don't worry about anything. That has impacted my life so much that I pray that every day. Matter of fact, I pray before I, I can't go to sleep at night unless I say, Lord, I want to thank you that I don't have to worry about anything. And I receive that. And that's my promise. And it's your promise too. You know, we don't have to worry about everything. We don't have to have the answer to everything. We don't need to have conversation and in-depth issues and studies about everything. We just need to give it to God. We need, the Bible, this tells us, this scripture tells us, thank him for what all that he's done. So thank you, Lord. I like to start off that. Father, thank you, Lord, that I don't have to worry about anything. And, and then it says, and, and instead, I'm going to pray about everything. And that means everything that is of any value in my life, I'm going to pray about everything. And then it says here, tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. You know, we, are, we need to be thankful people. If we are not thankful for what God has done, then it will rob our faith from expecting what he will do and what he's promised to do for us. So that scripture should comfort you, should give you help and strength. It goes on to say, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. It exceeds what we can understand. And then it closes with this, his peace. That's God's peace. That's what we want. We want his peace because his peace is perfect. Our God is perfect. Jesus is perfect. We know that. So when he has peace, it's perfect peace. So I want to receive that. Say, Father, I receive that. You might want to say that right now. Father, I receive your peace, your perfect peace. Because it says his peace will guard. See, it'll put up a barrier, a guard on our hearts and our minds that we live in Christ Jesus. It's so crucial that we win the battle over our mind, that we, we, we win at that level. When the thought comes, we win the battle. When the fear starts coming, we win the battle in our mind. Because if we don't win in our mind, then it'll sink down into our hearts. And it'll be even more difficult to get, to get that, that defeat or that challenge or that fear or that problem we're, we're challenged with. So, so receive that scripture. Receive that passage and, and, and walk in the strength of that passage. You know, the, the two scriptures that I've given you tells us how to deal spiritually with emotional issues. And that's very appropriate to this discussion for veterans. You know, after reading these scriptures, anyone, that's anyone, veteran or civilian or whoever it is, who has experienced emotional setbacks, PTSD, whatever it might be, must ask the Lord for help from his promises. God's promises, the Bible says are yea and amen. That means absolutely, positively, yes. He will promise and he will fulfill his promises to us. We must, I believe we must read these verses and believe that God will offer help as we seek him. And in addition to that, I, I recommend strongly that we get counsel with a Christian psychologist or a good friend or, or your pastor, someone that can help you. If you're struggling with emotional challenges, if you've ever thought about suicide, if you've ever let those thoughts of, of hurting yourself come into your mind, regardless of whether you're a veteran or not, let's, let's seek help. I know the Lord wants to help us, but we've got to take that first step to receive that help. Many times the first step is just simply to close your eyes and pray, Father, help us. Help me, Lord, with this challenge I'm going through. I need you right now. And then right after we pray, we need to get into God's word and find help and find instructions. I believe that Christians are blessed to receive help from the word of God. 
But, but that means they have to believe that the word they're reading is for them, that they have to have trust and faith in God's words. The Bible is the inspired word of God. I believe that with all my heart. And it gives help and guidance for anything that we need in life. Now, whether we are struggling in our finances, our health, our careers, in marriaging, our parenting, I believe the word of God offers the best spiritual help that anyone, absolutely anyone, can ever receive. As Christians, I believe we must read the Bible daily. Now, that doesn't mean you have to read three chapters a day because most likely you're, you're going to wear yourself out and you're going to lose interest in it and you're going to feel it's a job and it's a big responsibility. So I don't encourage you to do that. I believe in devotionals. I really believe in reading those devotionals. That doesn't mean I have to make one up myself, but there's so many well-written devotionals out there that I, I think are just outstanding. In addition to reading a devotional and getting help, I believe we need to attend church weekly and we need to join a small group, a good Bible group from your church where you're hearing the same teaching in that Bible group or in that little study group as you are hearing from the pulpit on Sundays in your church. Now, personally, I read a daily devotional that was written by Tony Dungy. He was a Super Bowl champion coach, a football coach and a Christian athlete. And of course, he, he just happened to be the coach for the Indianapolis Colts, which is my favorite team. So I'm kind of drawn to his teaching, certainly drawn to what he has to say. I also enjoy, I, I read his, I read Tony Dungy's devotional. And men, I would encourage you to get that. And wives, get that for your husband. I've got a number of men now that are reading his devotional. It's outstanding and I would strongly recommend you get it. In addition to that, I read another devotional almost daily, which is Smith by Smith Wigglesworth. Now, that's an interesting name, Smith Wigglesworth. He was an evangelist and pastor from 1907 to 1947. Now, either one of these devotionals require only maybe five or ten minutes a day of reading and reflection. And so they're, they're easy, they're comfortable, but they'll be of great value to you. So let me I suggest that you obtain a daily devotional and, and add your daily biblical scriptures that are found in that, add that to your daily schedule and some prayer, whether it just be a couple of minutes a day, but we need to go to the Lord in prayer. So you've got a plan of attack. Today, there is a battle to control your mind and my mind through so many different things, through television, through movies, through music. You know, the way that we think is the way we will live. And what we hear and where we, are, what, we, what we put our attention to, where the attention flows is where the power goes. I've heard that statement before. But the way we think is the way we will live. I believe that military and teenage suicides are at an epidemic rate in our country because their minds, these people's minds are being manipulated. They're, they're being manipulated with difficult challenges, traumatic challenges, some drug issues, some alcohol issues, and all that is at an all-time high. So we need to seek God urgently, daily, and look for his help. And those of you who know other people who are struggling with various issues, because I guess I'm kind of focusing more on this episode more than I expected to on emotional issues and on the potential problem of a person thinking of suicide, I would really encourage you to help find help for these folks. Now, if they don't want to go, then find someone that they trust in, someone that they're comfortable with that can who can speak into their lives because that's so important who speaks into our lives. We must be careful what we read, what we listen to, what we put into our mind because it will impact us. 
it's important to understand this. God created our mind and then he gave us his word to show us what we need to put in our mind. We must fill our mind with truth and with hope and with peace and with God's strength and with God's comfort and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us through his word. Remember when you're a believer, when you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in your life, in your body. He, he dwells inside of us. He's there with us. So we can always call upon him. That's why the Bible says that he's a constant help in times of trouble. That's when the Bible says that God is our source. He's our strength. He's our joy. He's our happiness. So we can go to him and fill our minds with those thoughts that will help us to overcome those challenges that we face each and every day. We serve a loving God who has given us a positive written word. Just think how blessed we are. The apostles back in the old days and when the Bible was the church, I should say, was just being established when Jesus walked the face of the earth, they didn't have a current Bible. They didn't have a New Living Translation. They didn't have the New King James Version or the Old King James Version. They simply had to rely upon, totally upon their trust in the Lord. And then when Jesus went to heaven, they had to write the word themselves. And so they, they wrote that word that it has inspired so many, literally billions of people for centuries and centuries. So get that word in us and help it comfort your mind, control your mind. Remember, God, the God we serve is a loving God and he has given us a loving, positive word. That word was given to us in order to avoid depression, thoughts of suicide, and we must fill our mind with his truth. So let me just take a moment here and pray for you. Father, this teaching, Lord, has not gone the way I intended, but evidently the Holy Spirit decided to take it in a direction that would help more people because you know who will listen to this. You know who will be touched by this. We, we started off telling people about veterans and what they're going through and the help that's available to them. We, that, but that also applies to just everybody in every walk of life. And I pray, Father God, that those who are struggling with issues of depression, Father, frustration and worry and anxiety will remember your word where it tells us to trust in the Lord with all of our heart, lean not on our own understanding in all our ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct our path. Father, I thank you for that. And I thank you, Father God, you tell us not to worry or be anxious about everything, but to be thankful and to bring everything to you, Lord. So I pray, Lord, that'll become part of our life each and every day. I pray you would bless these listeners and that they would use this to help themselves and also to help those around them. And I ask these things and give you praise for it, Father. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. My next episode will be entitled Life's Challenges for Veterans, Part 3. Yeah, I'm going to go on with this until I believe the Holy Spirit tells me it's time to go off to a different subject, but I do want to continue to address the challenges that our veterans are facing. So let someone know about what's coming up. Maybe they'll tune in and hear the, these lessons and their lives will be touched. If you would like to obtain more information about veterans, my particular writings are found in my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And there you'll find two books I've written about my experiences before I was a Christian, going to Vietnam and coming home, and then my encounter and my experiences after coming back from Vietnam and then receiving a blessing from the Lord through my greatest event in my life, my salvation, that enabled me to deal with the challenges of PTSD and later the diagnosis of a life-killing, life-threatening disease called multiple myeloma 
bone marrow cancer. You can subscribe to my podcast on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. So until next time, may the Lord richly bless you.